Welcome to Ghoul's Night Out with your hostesses, Brandy and Jody. And we're recording. Oh. Hello, beautiful ghouls. Welcome. This is Brandy. I'm here with my sister, Jody. Hello. So you had a glitch in the Matrix? I think so. I was really confused. Okay, I want to hear. Okay. So... I was driving to work, and on my way to work, um, I go down this road that it's two lanes on each side. Okay. In the middle is grass. Okay. Like the median. Yeah. Median is grass. So, on this particular section that I was on at the time, there are no turnoffs either way. Okay. There's like woods on one side and the grass median on the other side. Okay. No turnoffs. So I'm driving. I'm in the right lane. Mm-hmm. And up ahead of me is a black SUV in the left lane. Okay. And I'm like slowly passing, passing him. And I keep looking in my, in my mirror behind me to see when I pass him. Yeah. Because I don't like being in... I don't yeah. like people in my blind spot. Sure. And I, it's like I'm, I'm still going faster than they were. Yeah. They're not right beside me. I'm like, motherfucker. So I speed up. Yeah. And I still don't see him. And I look back behind me and it's gone. It's not there. What? It's gone. I'm like, and I'm looking in my rear view. There's, it's gone. There Weird. is absolutely nobody behind me. It's not in front of me. There are no turns. I don't know where that that fucker went. We need a dash cam. I know, I do. Well, I would have to have a front and a back one. Well, I just want to know if you are going nuts and there wasn't ever one there at all. I swear there was. That's fucking because weird. There was because I'm like, I don't, because he was like right there. Like, he was ahead of me, but he was right there. I don't like being beside Yeah, I, Yeah, I get that. That's, so that's why I sped up. Sure. And I kept waiting to Weird. see him in my mirror, and I never did. And I physically turned to look behind me, and there's nobody there. Maybe it's a man, man in black. I don't know. Don't they drive black SUVs? I don't know. Weird. But, I was just like, I was so confused. That is weird. That's super weird. I was like, where the fuck did that car go? I have kind of a similar story. I was in high school and my car wasn't like doing great. So I borrowed mommy's car and I was driving, I was driving down the road that our school was on actually. Mm -hmm. And this car was coming towards me and I passed him and I looked in my rear view mirror just I don't, I don't know. You just, just do that. Yeah, just to see the taillights. Yeah. And didn't see them. Didn't see them. I was like, what the fuck? I turned around and the, the trunk was open. <laughs> the trunk had flown, flown open while I was driving. <laughs> That's why I didn't see the taillights. <laughs> so that just, is not the same. I said kind of similar. <laughs> kind of similar. So you didn't see shit. <laughs> You didn't see a no, car, I but saw you the, didn't, you I didn't saw see the, shit. Saw the trunk. 
I thought you were going to say, like, the car never showed up. And I'm like, then you said something about the truck. I was like, what? What? No, the car was there. I just couldn't see it. (laughs) (laughs) But this happened, like, it had to have been three weeks to a month ago. And I still, I'm like. And you're just now telling me about this? I forgot all about it. That's so weird. Yeah, you had an alarm on your phone, so you remember. Mm -hmm. I saw that. That is weird. Like, there's no plausible explanation for that. No, none. None. Was it, um, I mean, it doesn't really matter, but was it daylight out? Yeah. Weird. It was the morning, so in the mornings now, it's totally light out. Yeah. And it's early in the morning, so, you know, there weren't, there were cars, like, ahead, but they were, like, far ahead. Yeah. But there was nobody behind me. Weird. I, yeah, I don't. So I think I think it was a glitch in the matrix. Sounds like it. I don't know. The SUV went to a portal or something right after you passed it. Or as you were passing it. Mm-hmm. Maybe he saved you from going into a portal. Mm, maybe. Thanks, man in black. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's super weird. Um, so I have scary facts that'll make your skin crawl. Ooh, I like those. Uh, humans shed skin too, like a lot of skin. According to the World Health Organization and a recent study, the average person will shed roughly 112 pounds of skin in their lifetime. Ooh, that's, that's a lifetime. That's where a the fuck does all that go? In the air and we breathe it back in? Right. <laughs> We eat it. It gets in our eyeballs. Yum. (laughs) Humans are disgusting. (laughs) At least we wash. Yeah, some don't, though. Oh, yeah. Okay. Next one. We could solve American homelessness easier than you think. On average, there are over 17 million vacant homes in America at any given time. Probably not now. (laughs) Probably. Meanwhile, according to nhomelessness.org, there are roughly half a million homeless people in the States. We have enough vacant homes to give each homeless person several homes, which is sad. Well, the problem with homeless people, though, is they have mental issues. So I think even if you gave them a home, they would still, I think they would still end up on the street. I think there's exceptions to every rule, but yeah, I agree. I I'm not think saying that, all of them, but right. I think you know. that they have, they have. I mean, I don't. Obviously, I don't know, but obviously, they have been t- gotten to a point in their life where they have either given up or they have no other options whatsoever. So, giving them a home is not going to immediately, like, it's not going to immediately change all their problems like you know there are mothers with children that are homeless that yeah that would be totally great absolutely yeah you know but just someone that's you know has mental issues they don't need a vacant home they need to be in a medical facility absolutely yeah they we need to do something though for sure uh your cell phone is more disgusting than a public toilet your cell phone has 10 times more bacteria on it than the average public restroom. I've heard that before. Gross. 
There's actually a video on YouTube. If you look up cell phone bacteria, uh, they grow some. That's pretty gross. Next one, our doctors may be killing us. Okay, that was dramatic. Um, <laughs> if you have, if you feel something is wrong, please go see a health professional. But it's interesting and terrifying to know that roughly 250,000 deaths are caused by medical error each year. You know, that doesn't surprise me. No. They're human beings. Exactly. They're, They're not infallible. And especially, and like, again, I'm not a doctor. I don't know what their lives are like. But according to the television, it seems like they work a shit ton. Mm -hmm. They don't get enough sleep. And that's not good. No. Next one. If we found the most ter uh, we've found the most terrifying defense mechanisms. Horned lizards squirt blood from their eyes as a defense mechanism. That would scare anyone away. Yeah. I've actually I've heard that before, too. Always the way, because I wonder, it's like, why, why, how, how would you do that? Who knows? It's probably like they're tear ducts, but like something different, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Weird. Uh, you could be trapped in a coma-like state and be aware of it. Locked-in syndrome might be the most terrifying medical condition. It's when you're stuck between being asleep and awake. You know you're awake and can hear and see things around you. However, can't talk and can only move your eyes. Oh so you're unable to respond to anything. That would be horrible. Horrible. If that ever happens to me, just kill me. I can't do that. Why? I don't know. It's not like I'm doing anything. But if you're awake but i can't do nothing but you would know i did it right I mean, i'd be like brandy please oh <laughs> end my misery that's not gonna happen well Next. then you at least have to put a book in front of my face so i can read it <laughs> okay. or put a tv up so i can watch tv okay i'll give you a book a day and turn on the tv for the rest of the day all right <laughs> Okay, next one. Your cat may sense when you're dying. A mm. pet cat named Oscar resided in a nursing home and was believed to be able to tell when one of the residents would soon die. He'd s sleep beside them until they passed. I'd be like, oh, man. I know, right? <laughs> Go away. Damn it, Oscar. Get out. <laughs> next one. Rat kings are real and even harder to look, to look at than the tiger king. Uh, when a group of rats living in close quarters get their tails tangled together, this can happen for many reasons. They're called a rat king. Oh. Have you seen pictures of that? No. It's horrible. It's like literally a circle of rats and their tail is just like all their tails are not. Are not oh my gosh. All their tails are knotted together. That's horrible. Yeah, it's gross too. Next one, never say you're being eaten alive by mosquitoes again. That was an actual method of execution. Ooh. Uh, scapism, scapism was an ancient form of torture and execution where you'd be covered with honey and stick stuck in a hollowed log and let nature run its course. Ugh. Horrible. Ugh. Oh, I don't like that. No. Pine trees have proven that they can grow inside the body. <gasps> Doctors recently went into surgery to remove what they thought was a tumor, 
turned out to be a fir tree growing in the man's lungs. Oh my gosh. Ow. Uh, How? I bet he had fresh breath. Fuck yeah, pine fresh. <laughs> that was horrible. Brandy. Why did you say that, Jody? <laughs> so rude. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> His breath smelled like a clean floor. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. We're going to hell? <laughs> yeah. That's all right. <laughs> Next one. There might be a haunted Russian radio station. UVB-76 is a low-frequency radio station that has been broadcasting since 1982. No one knows where the broadcast is originating. It's mostly just a buzzing noise with the occasional Russian voice transmission. That's weird. Hmm. Next one, your child is exactly as creepy as you think they are. <laughs> 20% of children report hearing voices, or it could be imaginary friends. Mm. Kids are liars, though. Yeah, up to, well, to a certain age. I think the younger, younger ones. Yeah, they don't really figure that out. Yeah. Yeah, but could, yeah I could see as, that. It I doesn't think, say what age. It I just says maybe like... Children. Around four, four or, or five. five. Yeah. They start making shit up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, attack of the killer bees might not be too far from the truth. The Japanese giant hornet has venom so powerful it's said to melt human flesh. Ugh. Yuck. One third of murders go unsolved in the United States. Mm. Oh, that's what I was going to say. What? That show, um, Unusual Suspects. Oh, yeah. In a bunch of the, the shows, it's like the cops had their mind set on someone and they got them thrown in jail. And then, you know, new evidence would come up. Really? And it was so obvious that they put the wrong person in jail, but they still stuck. Bullshit. It is, I'm like, are you fucking kidding? There was even one... Where the cop went on television and basically called them liars and never once apologized for it when it found when oh it my was God. it was it was another person. It was proved beyond a doubt that these people were telling the truth and never once apologized. That's bullshit. It should Never be part once. of detectives' evaluations before they become detectives. If you're that fucking stubborn, bye. Yeah. No. You can't be that way no. in that profession. Absolutely not. You know, everyone makes mistakes. Sure. You know, sure. I give them that. If you thought it was them and, you know, you got them tried and they were put in jail, okay. But if you find out that they were not responsible then you need to step up and 100%. say something. Absolutely. Put your big girl panties on and do what you got to do. You're yeah, an adult. But they're going on TV looking like total dumbasses. No, we got the we got the right person. You're so dumb. I hate Fuck off. So stupid. Like one of them was a mother where her son got murdered in their house while she was there and she said that someone was in there and she then attacked her on the way out and they didn't believe her. 
They put her in jail for killing her what? son. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That's And then horrible. the other one was these people, you probably know about this one, where um, the woman got kidnapped and uh, she was gone. They had her for a few days. Whoever ended up kidnapping her said they couldn't go, they couldn't go through with it and let her go. Uh-huh. And during, while she was gone, her husband was telling the cops that she's been kidnapped and they didn't believe him. They thought he killed her. And oh my God. she gets, you know, the, the guy lets her go and she, you know, comes back and tells him all about it. They didn't believe her either. Oh my God. And the killer stepped forward and they found out exactly who it was. And that's the one where the cop called him a liar on the on oh tv and never apologized for it ridiculous mm-hmm. wow like they haven't been through fucking enough yeah oh my god yeah i can't watch that show i <laughs> punch the tv okay next one more than eight oh or no 80 million bacteria are exchanged in a single kiss mm. yum Oh, we know this one. There was a chicken called Mike the Headless Chicken that lived for 18 mm-hmm. months after its head was cut off. Yeah. Fucking hilarious. <laughs> Babies grow mustaches in the womb that then spread to cover their entire body in hair. Uh, the body hair keeps them warm and helps regulate body temperature. I want to see the fetus <laughs> with a the mustache. They shed it before birth. <laughs> Dang. Oh, my God. If some kid was born with a mustache. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> there's got to be one, right? Oh, there's got to be. Oh, my gosh. I would laugh so hard if my <laughs> fucking kid came out with a mustache. <laughs> it takes the death of 27,000 trees daily to make up toilet paper for humans. Wow. That probably doubled in 2020. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mice and rats can spread at least 35 different diseases to humans. Those infections include, ooh, salmonellosis, hantravirus, and rat bite fever. Oh, okay. I don't want any of those. No, thank you. Crows are so intelligent they can recognize a human face. So be nice to crows. Yes. Don't they have like bad tempers too or they hold grudges or something? Well, they're, they can, yeah, they can be like really nice or really mean. Like they'll send you or they'll bring you stuff if mm-hmm. you're nice to them. I guess I'll just shit on your stuff if you're not. <laughs> like all the rest Try of the Try to birds. pick your eyeballs out. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Stupid bitch. <laughs> I think they can even say that, too. Crows can talk. Oh, maybe. That would be horrifying. (laughs) Holy shit. Crow calls me a stupid bitch, then pecks my eyes out. What the fuck? (laughs) Next one, we all have teeny tiny mites living on our eyelashes. Oh, yeah. Disgusting. The catacombs of Paris hold the bones and remains of nearly six million people. Wow. That's a lot of people. The Paku fish from South Africa has human-like teeth. Mm. Disgusting. With all the explosions, movements, combustion, and mayhem, the universe is still completely silent. 
That's because there's no air for the sound to travel through vibrations as it does on Earth. Hmm. An astronaut's footprint on the moon can remain there for a million years. Hmm. You can actually fit all the planets in the solar system. Sorry, not you, Pluto. In the space between the Earth and the moon. That's crazy. According to the Science Journal back in 2015, an average of 4.8 and 12.7 million tons of plastic enter the oceans every tons. That's supposed to be tons of plastic enter the oceans every year. According to DoSomething.org, 1.2 trillion gallons of sewage, stormwater, and industrial waste are dumped into the U.S. water every year. Great. Gross. There exists in the Czech Republic a small Roman Catholic chapel called something I can't pronounce. Uh, what makes this church different? The, its decorations are made of human bones. Hmm. The, it is estimated to hold the skeletons of 40 to 70,000 people. Wow. It's kind of a weird thing for a church. It is weird. Churches are strange. The whole organized religion thing to oh, me yeah don't even get me started fucking strange all of it is strange it's because they're cults that's why i just don't and i i i get that the people the people that join these things are the people that just i'm so perplexed by their way of thinking and like i mean it's not everybody but it There's is. It's a, a lot of them. It's a lot of people. A lot of people, and it and like just so willing to go along with what the fuck ever this place tells you. Mm-hmm. I just can't understand that. Like even as a child, when I was, because I I went to so many churches. I wanted. I wanted so bad. I wanted so bad that community. Yeah, and it would just looked great. It was so. You know, I wanted it. And every single fucking church I went to, I was judged or looked down or I wasn't part of the cool clique. It was like fucking high school. Mm -hmm. It was ridiculous. And most of the people that were looking down on me were my friend's parents. It was the adults in those churches that are pieces of shit. Who makes a kid feel that uncomfortable Mm -hmm. in that type of place? Exactly. It's ridiculous. That's why I was like, fuck this. I'm not doing this anymore. So that's, I, that was like my last, I just stopped believing in everything after that. It's like, these people have no minds of their own whatsoever. They just go it's by this. It's a cult. Exactly. Is, it's not any exactly. different than a cult. It's ridiculous. I don't understand it. Maybe Sorry. not quite as, you know... Intense, yeah, as like Jonestown, yeah, absolutely. But it's still but there. It's still the same mentality. It is. It is. And all these people are so just willing to blindly. I just. I. I. I don't get it. It's because they want to be a part of something. They can't be on their own and do their own thing. They have to be in a group. But the, I. Okay. So I. Totally. Like I said, that's what I wanted. 100%. I wanted that. I searched for it. And when I didn't fucking find it, I left. Like, what makes these people, like, do wrong stuff? Just, you know what I mean? Like, it didn't feel right to me. It wasn't mm-hmm. right. It's not right. Yeah. And 
I was not having any part of it because of that. And I just don't understand why people. Anyway, <laughs> next one. Uh, if you thought the Poltergeist movies were terrifying, wait till you hear what happened after they were filmed. Legend of a Curse plagued the franchise due to four deaths among the cast. Dominic Dunn, um, Heather O'Rourke, Will Sampson, and Julian Beck. Dunn, who was 22 at the time, tragically died at the abusive hands of her boyfriend. And O'Rourke was only 12 when she died unexpectedly from septic shock caused by a bowel obstruction. Oh, that was it. They didn't go in the other two. No. There were four deaths after that that movie was filmed, which is weird. Uh, in the 1800s, den dentures were made out of real teeth of deceased people. Blech. Gross. That is horrible. No, I'd rather have no teeth. And I think we've talked about that before. Yeah, I, think I would we literally have. rather gum my shit for the rest of my life. I'll put it orange there. Just eat applesauce forever. <laughs> Okay, the Pirates of the Caribbean ride at Disneyland is iconic, but its history is a little spooky. When the ride was first built in 1960s, fake skeletons looked, well, really fake. Uh, Disney's engineers were satisfied, so they reached out to UC... UC oh, they weren't satisfied. So they reached out to UCLA's anatomy department for the real deal. Technology improved and fake skeletons began to look more authentic. The real skeletons were reportedly given a proper burial. That's nice. Uh, Want to visit the most haunted island in the world? Is it the Island of the Dolls? No, it's not. No. You'll have to travel to Paveglia, Italy. Mm. Uh, reportedly holds the title for, uh, attributed largely to the fact of the massive number of people dying of the plague. They were quarantined there in the 18th century. It was also used as, as a mental asylum at one point. Mm. That'll do it. Yep. Before the advent of cups and bowls, people in ancient England used hollowed out human skulls to hold their food or drink. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> that's horrible. <laughs> I'm just thinking, well, what do we do with this now? <laughs> I could use something to put my soup in. Pass me Fred. <laughs> I need a drink. <laughs> He had a big old noggin <laughs> and it holds a lot of soup. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> oh my God. In 2017, homicide archivist Thomas Hargrove estimated that there are more than 2,000 serial killers currently at large. That's horrifying. Wow. Uh, got climate change deniers in your life? Tell them that 2019 was the second warmest year on record. And not just that, the five warmest years between 1880 and 2019 have all been since 2015. Wow. That's not good. Nope. It would only cost the United States $140 billion per year to make changes to adapt to our warming climate. Just as a comparison, the U.S. spent $718.69 on its military in 2019 alone. 
So a fraction of that could make changes. <laughs> the golden poison dart frog is the size of a paper clip. Adorable and can kill you with a single touch. <laughs> in fact, just one frog has enough lethal poison in its skin to kill 10 to 15 people. Wow. Ladybugs are known to eat their own larvae to ensure the survival of the other larvae. Mm. Pigs can eat an entire human body, mostly because they'll just eat anything. <laughs> a human head remains conscious for around 20 seconds after being decapitated. Horrifying. Yes. All you can do is just look around. <laughs> like, well, shit. The hell? This, this is the end of my life. That would suck. This sucks. That would be the longest 20 seconds of your fucking oh, life. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, body decomposes four times faster in the water than on land. Within three days of death, the enzymes from your digestive system begin to di digest your body. Ooh. Mm. When a person dies, their sense of hearing is the last to go. Hmm. That's interesting. How do they know? I don't know. <laughs> That's a great question. I was I like, know. wait a minute. Who knows that? Maybe the person that got decapitated had 20 seconds to tell them. <laughs> what? Hurry, what the hurry, last thing? Hurry. I can't almost, see anymore. I'm almost gone. Come here. The only thing I can do is here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Dead bodies swell up like balloons after about four days. Due to the release of gases and liquids. That's when, why they have body farms. Yeah. They can Creepy. do uh, experiments <laughs> and see what happens. I think it's great, though. Like, that's necessary. Oh, yeah. But totally creepy. Very. I would not want to go. No, or anywhere near. No, 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 no. Gross. Uh, when the movie trailer for The Exorcist first came out in theaters, people were so scared they ran out of the room. <laughs> they eventually stopped playing the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> that is so sad. Like, dude. Oh, what the fuck are you doing with your life? If you have to run out of a theater because of something on the screen. Come on. They were sensitive back then. Please. Which... It makes no sense whatsoever with our history. I know. It's like, what? Come on. And you know it's a movie, right? <laughs> it's fake. <laughs> the Japanese hornet is one of the largest and most venomous hornets in the world. The sting from this bug can result in kidney failure. Oh, that's not good. No. There is a such thing as homicidal sleepwalking. It's also called uh, something I can't pronounce. Or, or an excuse to get out of my sleepwalking murder. <laughs> I was sleepwalking. I don't remember doing anything. I do it so much when I'm awake. I just <laughs> did it. I didn't know. <laughs> There's muscle memory at this point. <laughs> In 2005, Jules Lowe was acquitted of murder after killing his father because he was sleepwalking. Dad must be proud. <laughs> a rat's teeth can gnaw through substances as hard as lead sheeting and cinder block. Well, that's great. We've come a long way when it comes to maternity care. 
Did you know chainsaws were originally created for childbirth? What? Before cesareans were perfected, if babies were too big to pass through the birth canal, a chainsaw was used to remove part of the pelvis quickly. Uh. <laughs> women's women's lives don't matter, apparently. Oh, my God. Well, just get a chainsaw. Like, you know, uh, what's they don't. the big deal? On the news, I keep seeing clips of um, the story that they do at night that I don't watch. Mm-hmm. But it's about... Um, when they do the the crash tests dumb or crash tests on the cars, yeah, they only use male test dummies. Are you fucking kidding me? No. <laughs> so they're made for male people, the airbags, but not females. Oh my god! I hate everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, we need to put our money together and. Go buy an island. I saw some woman on TikTok screaming pussy power today. I I think we should just do that from now on. Maybe they'll start listening. In 1973, two men in a small submarine experienced a malfunction in the sub. They're 1,575 uh, feet deep in the ocean. Water started flooding in. The sub slowly started sinking. Although the men were able to radio for help, they knew they only had enough oxygen to survive for three days. When the rescue team finally found them, they only had 12 minutes of oxygen left. Wow. Crazy. Um, says, so you checked out our dinosaur coloring pages, and now you have them and ultimate extinction on your mind but did you know the demise of dinosaurs was only one of the five great extinction events in life's history on earth uh in the last 500 million years there have been catastrophic mass extinctions that came this close to eliminating all life on earth wow per national geographic 99 percent of all life forms um to have ever lived on our planet are now extinct. 99% of all life forms. Scientists predict humans might cause the sixth greatest extinction. Oh, I believe it. Yep. Until the 20th century, human remains were used in making of medicine. Before you gag or throw up on your phone, here are the details. Per medium, it was thought that Ingesting powdered remains of certain organs would help with pain or ailments in that part of the body. For example, the crushed powder of a skull remains of a deceased person would cure headaches. What? So they would use dead people to try and make medicine. That's so stupid. It's like drinking the the coffin goo. What What the the hell is wrong with people? So gross. Why would they think that would help anything? Well, I mean, like, if you, like, snort some skull, it, I guess it would, I think I could see where they would come up with that. Totally get rid of headaches. <laughs> Makes perfect sense. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> Let me see when. It says until the 20th century, too. So oh, my gosh. Not, not, no. Uh, a book written 14 years before the 1912 sinking of the Titanic may have predicted the ship's tragic demise. 
uh, the novella titled The Wreck of the Titan, or Futility, was about an unsinkable ship hit by an iceberg. The Titan also had a shortage of lifeboats like the Titanic. Hmm, that's interesting. Um, the cosmological theory of the Big Rip posits that as the universe continues to expand at a faster and faster rate, the force will pull galaxies farther from each other, then galaxies will be pulled apart, followed by the planets and objects from their stars, the stars themselves, planets, and so forth, until even the nuclei in atoms are separated. Hmm. That doesn't sound mm, good. No. Don't like the big rip. No. And my last one, the devil's Bible is real. It's a contract between a monk and Satan. The monk wanted to escape death, so he made a deal with the devil. Hmm. Okay. And those were my creepy facts for the week. All right. I am going to finish up what I started last week. Okay. Which is the supernatural experiences that cannot be logically explained. Okay. In my room, there is a weird sort of square hole above my door, right where the ceiling meets the top of the wall. They're in all the rooms in my house, I assume for circulation. So one day, my older brother and I were chilling in my room. I was probably 10, making him 18 at the time, when we decided to see if we could throw football through the hole. After a few failed attempts, one of us made it through the hole, but not even a second after the ball went through, it came right back through from the other side as if somebody caught it and chucked it back with perfect accuracy. Ooh. We were the only ones in the house at the time, and it's hands down the creepiest thing I've ever experienced. Did that make sense? Yeah. So they have a random hole in the top of their ceiling. Yeah. They wanted to try and get a ball thrown in there, so they were throwing the ball. They finally make it in, and like... Right after that, it comes flying back at him. Okay. When I read it, it made it sound like it came back. It says... Through the other side. Yeah. But I think they meant like it seemed as though it was thrown from the other side because it was like thrown. Okay. Unless whatever those holes are, there's like a wall behind there and just bounced off. Oh, yeah. That's probably what happened. Probably. Take all the creepiness out of Sorry, it. Sorry, I ruined it. <laughs> How dare you logically explain it? I'm sorry, it's still creepy. It's creepy. <laughs> I've heard some stories and had a couple myself, all in my friend's grandparents' house that was built in the 1700s. There are believed to be two spirits in the house, an old man and a little girl. The first thing was pretty simple, and it was just a feeling of being watched on the second floor landing, right before the staircase to the third floor. I'm a full believer in ghosts, but I do try to bring logic into these experiences to try and explain them. One of the things I learned from the show Ghost Hunters is that the feeling of being watched is usually not ghosts at all, but rather high EMF levels due to old or faulty wiring. Because the house is almost 300 years old, that's reasonable. And that feeling may be nothing more than just poorly insulated wires. However, when I told my friend's mom about the feeling, she freaked out and started yelling, Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, repeatedly and ran out of the room. What? I caught back up to her and she told me a story of an experience she had in the same spot. 
She was repainting the walls and found on the floor a piece of wood that fell out of the ceiling trim. She set it on the windowsill about 12 feet away from where she was painting and went back to work. She dipped the brush in the bucket and painted a section of the wall, but when she went back, the wood chip was in the paint bucket 12 feet from where she'd left it. She was the only one in the house. Nobody else could have moved it. She rarely goes to the third floor because of that experience. Another experience I had was my sister and her friend and my friend's little sister were in the living room of the house and on the wall is a Civil War era cap and ball rifle with a power contain- powder container hanging from it. We saw them coming out of the room and they told us that the powder container was swinging back and forth slowly. My friend and I went in to see for ourselves and saw it swinging just like they described. That could be explained by an AC vent or a draft, but what I can't explain is something we found out later. On the shelf on the mantle, we saw a small Yankee candle that had been slid across the shelf and saw the fresh tracks in the dust. The girls at the time were too small to reach the shelf, so they could not have done it. Now it gets really creepy. I was outside while my sister and my friend's sister were in the pool. They kept looking up at one of the second floor windows, claiming they saw a little girl looking out of it. I looked up to see and debunked it as just the design of the bed headboard. As I was was explaining what it was, they started screaming bloody murder and told me to turn around. Mm -hmm. I looked up at the window and the curtain had been yanked all the way to one side and was being held there as if someone was looking out. A person could not have done it because the headboard meant that nobody, nobody could reach the curtain And it was not the AC because the vent was on the opposite side of the room. Also, if it was the AC, it wouldn't have been pulled all the way to one side and held in place. And finally, I actually saw the alleged old man that resides there. I was outside in the same place I was when I saw the curtain get pulled open, but looking at the second floor on the opposite end of that wall. Looking in the window, I could see the silhouette of an old man in a top hat and I could even make out his eyes and mouth. It was not a person because I could see the door to the room behind it, and it wasn't fog on the window because it was too clearly defined. I looked away for a moment, looked back, and it was gone. Those experiences were were all had three or more years ago, and the activity apparently stopped altogether once the renovations to the house were completed. My friend's grandparents have since sold the house and moved to Tennessee, but there was definitely some crazy stuff going on. Hmm. That is creepy when, like, I was watching, I don't remember what show, a ghost hunting show or whatever. It was a old hospital. And these guys, I think they were taking care of, like, the outside of it, like the grounds. And they looked up at this window. And nobody was supposed to be in the building. And they saw the curtain pull back. And, like, someone's standing there looking out at them. And they were like, you know, that's freaking weird. So I think they went up there, or, or no, they didn't go up there. I don't think they could get in the building at the time. But they ended up going up there when they were on that show. And they walked into the room where they saw the curtains being pulled back. And there was a, like a screen to where you couldn't touch the curtains at all. Oh, like the, it was the screen and then the curtains. And then the curtains oh. and then the window. Ooh. Yeah, because it, it was a hospital, so they had, like, you know, some sort of barrier on the windows. Oh, yeah. But they saw the curtain being pulled. Like, that barrier was not there for the ghost. Mm. And that's what it sounds like with that one, too, because it sounds like the bed 
the bed was right up against yeah. the window. So, like, that didn't matter. She could totally move the curtain. Yeah. Ooh, that's creepy. That is creepy. All right. My mother was not the best of people. She was 19 when she had me and was completely unprepared to be a parent. She would lock me in my room for hours on end so that she wouldn't have to pay attention to me. Often forgot to feed me because I would get spanked or slapped if I made noise to remind her that I was hungry. And I was generally a miserable child. She also tried to, tried to drown me in the ocean as an infant. Infant. She passed away in a car accident when I was almost 11 years old, and the next year, my dad moved my whole family to a different state. I was relieved as I had been relentlessly bullied for my entire school career up to this point. I saw this as my chance to start over, change my personality, and hopefully have friends. I did make friends, and at a sleepover one night, one of the girls pulled out a Ouija board, and we started to play. We had no less than four or five girls with their hands on the planchette, and another was writing down the letters as they were spelled out. I had been playing with the planchette, but I got up to get a glass of water. When I came back, I took over the writing duties. This means that during this time, my hands were nowhere near the planchette. The board was on the floor, and I was sitting on the bed. One of the girls said, Are there spirits present that have a message for one of us? The planchette started moving rapidly back and forth, up and down, and I was writing down letters as quickly as possible. The message? Claudia says, Hi, Magoo. Claudia was my mother's first name. Magoo was her nickname for me as a child because I could never find the things she asked me to find. There is no possible way that any of these girls knew either of these things. Those girls swore that my face turned white when I reread the message. All I really remember was throwing down the notepad and pen and running back home, thankfully only two blocks, at midnight in my nightgown with the other girls running after me. They managed to convince me to come back to the party. We burned the Ouija board in the outdoor barbecue pit that night. That's creepy. I wouldn't know what to do if that happened. Like, especially, like, it sounds like she kind of just wanted to let that go, like, let that part of her life go. Yeah, yeah. She probably never talked about it at all, and then mm -hmm. that for that to come up, oh, my God. It's creepy. Be like, fuck you, bitch. Go back to hell. Seriously. I don't want a message from you. The house that I currently live in is haunted. Nothing incredibly intrusive, just enough to constantly have us questioning and double-checking things. When we first moved into the house, we noticed things missing a lot. It was my grandmother's house, and a lot of renovations and painting needed to be done in order to make the home modern. When we painted, we would use a screwdriver to open the lid. My husband put the screwdriver on the floor next to the can, but the next time we went to use it, the screwdriver was gone. It turned up two weeks later, laying in the middle of the floor. We have a lot of strange shadows in the house. One morning, I was taking a shower. There's a window directly across from the shower, and in the mornings, it lights up the entire bathroom. I heard someone walking up the stairs outside the bathroom. I assumed it was my husband, and I was slightly confused because I thought he had already left for work. I heard the bathroom door open and close, and I saw someone walk past the window across from me, blocking out the light briefly, then they headed past the shower to where the toilet is. After a few minutes of not hearing any noise, I poked my head out of the shower to check on my husband, only to find the bathroom empty. The only part of the haunting that I would consider strange are the times where we will actually see someone in our house who shouldn't belong. 
One of our ghosts is a woman in a lavender dress who spends her time in the bedroom down the hall from ours. Sometimes we will see her standing in the doorway of her room watching us. Needless to say, no one wants to spend time in that room. <laughs> the other ghost is a man in a black suit. I usually initially assume that he's my husband as I always see him leaving a room as I'm walking into it. It's only when my husband ends up being in another room that I start to wonder who exactly I was seeing. That's so creepy. I couldn't live there. I couldn't either. I just couldn't. Ugh. It's just too creepy. You guys hear that? It's the cat. Sorry. <laughs> He's going. Or it's, she's going. It's Jade. She's being her normal weird self. <laughs> In my dad's old house, we were told by all the neighbors the place was haunted. We never really had an issue, so shrugged it off. One night, my dad had a guy sleeping over. He's gay. And the guy woke up freaking out, saying a blonde-haired man was sitting in the closet. What? My dad saw nothing, but the guy still got dressed and left. About six months later, we were having a Christmas party with my dad's family, and my nanny said she was feeling ill and wanted to lie down. My dad offered her his bed and said if she decided to sleep over, he could sleep on the couch. She went to the bed, and the rest of us kept talking and eating, having a gay old time. About an hour later... We hear her scream and start running from the room as she is running away. Anyway, she ran out of the room. <laughs> we asked what happened, and she says there was a man in the closet. The rest what of the, the guests just shrug it off and kind of exchange glances like, yeah, right. And my dad and I are like, what did he look like? <laughs> Big, she said, and blonde hair. He moved out six weeks later, but never slept in the room again. Was that it? That was it. What the fuck? He was just chilling in the closet. Chilling in the closet. He hadn't come out of it yet. <laughs> he was scared too. That's sad. Come on out. It's 2022. Yeah, it's okay. Come on. <laughs> I had a good friend in high school and would somehow always know when he was about to call me. I would reach for my phone and a few seconds later it would start ringing. This happened pretty consistently, but only with him. Strange. Not me, but my grandmother. Her and her sister grew up in London in the 1930s. They somehow got a hold of a Ouija board. So they played with it, never said anything too spectacular happened. Then my grandmother's sister started having, started having weird dreams, and she would draw symbols she saw in these dreams and hang the pictures around her room. One day they had Egyptian men working in the house. Upon entering the girl's room, they saw the symbols and quickly turned to leave. My great-grandmother asked what was wrong. Why were they leaving? The men explained the symbols were evil and meant terrible things would be brought upon them. My great-aunt was made to take them down. I don't know, not super scary, but kind of perplexing for sure. That's freaking weird. That is weird. How would she know exactly. that they were real? Exactly. That's creepy. That is weird. My ex's twin sister was 1,500 miles away. They had a connection where they would know what the other was going through. Often we'd go to my ex's place and her sister would have left phone messages of our date. <laughs> you drank punch tonight. Somebody got lucky. <laughs> kind of creepy, really. Yeah, that's creepy. That is creepy. <laughs> that's so weird. A couple of stories here. At my mom's house, we would often hear strange noises, see things that we couldn't explain after trying to find logical reasons, 
but we never really bothered about them, even though most seemed to occur around me or in my room. However, one experience shook me and my mom up. One night, about 11 p.m., I sat... I was sat at the dining table in the living room on my laptop while mom watched TV on the other side of the room. As I sat there, I hear someone scream, bitch, directly next to my ear. I jump and look at mom and ask, what the hell? (laughs) She heard nothing at all. So a few minutes later, my heart's still pounding and I decide I need a drink. I get up to go to the kitchen and walk past my mom. At this time, I was in my PJs, which were basically tiny shorts and a vest. I'm just about to walk out of the room when my mom shouts my name in shock. I walk back, half thinking she's just heard something and her face is pale, completely drained of all blood. I follow her eye line down to my legs and both of my legs are scratched. Not just red scratch marks where I could have subconsciously scratched them, but long, deep bleeding in groups of four nails From my knees to my ankles. We counted no less than seven groups of scratch marks. The strange thing was I never felt a thing. After three days, however, the scratch marks had faded entirely. No scabbing or scarring to speak of. The second story was when I was 17 and my boyfriend, let's call him John, slept over. He slept over one night a week regularly, but he always seemed exhausted in the morning. One day I was quizzing him about this, and he told me he found it difficult to sleep due to the old lady that sat in the rocking chair near the door. What? I'd never seen anything, but the corner he mentioned always made me uncomfortable. I would sleep with my back to it at all times. The duvet pulled up over my head. A few years later, and I'm staying at my mom's with my kids, my little boy, who was three, and honestly had never met this ex-boyfriend or heard the story was put in that room for a nap. I heard him playing for a little while before he suddenly went quiet. I decided to check on him, fully expecting him to be crashed out, only to find him sat on the edge of the bed facing that corner. I ask what he's doing, and he says that the lady is telling him a story. <laughs> now my son, being three, seems to make up, mix up imagination, memory, etc. fairly often and refers to things I know he did in nursery, or played earlier in the present tense. So thinking that he is playing or possibly remembering something, I play along until he says, yes, she likes telling me stories. She feels lonely, and even John couldn't hear her. (gasps) Cue heart attack. My son had never heard my ex's name. In reality, his his names are fairly unusual. I honestly doubt my son could have heard anywhere. And I had most definitely not told him the conversation of an ex who saw a lady in the ver- in that very corner. A few years ago, I fell asleep on my couch and had the strangest dream that a young woman I had never seen before visited me. I knew she was my great-grandma, but I had never seen a picture of her when she was any younger than 50. But I knew this 20-something-year-old was her. She sat down and had a conversation with me about my eldest child and then told me that I would very soon be having another. I woke up with a start to find that I had been covered with a blanket that I know had been in the dryer. Nothing too strange there, just a very vivid dream, and my husband probably couldn't wake me up, so just covered me and went back to bed. So when I go up, he's not in bed. I check my son's room, and he fell asleep in there with him. I shrug it off and go back to bed. The next morning, I thank him for covering me up, but he looks puzzled. 
He had gone up before I had fallen asleep, and I had heard him check on our boy, but apparently he never left the room as he woke up and wanted cuddles. Okay, not so strange. I probably sleepwalked to get the blanket. However, I can't shape the dream. I tell my mom about it, and she has to contact a relative who digs out a picture of my great-grandma as a young woman and sends it to, to my mom. It's definitely the woman from my dream, right down to the floral-printed apron she wore. Getting stranger. Anyway, about three days after the dream, I can't shake the you're pregnant message. I become obsessed during pregnancy tests, oh, doing pregnancy tests every day for two weeks. All negative until about day 13. At my dating scan, I am told my conception date was the day before I had that dream. It blew my mind. That's my favorite happy unexplained story. Another more unsettling story, yet again, involves John. Remember I said that he would stay over? Well, after our earlier conversation, we were lying in bed one night. I was asleep. I remember vividly having a nightmare where something was chasing me. In my dream, something grabs my ankles and I wake with a start, and immediately I'm dragged down the bed until my hips are aligned with the end, sort of bent over it. I claw my way up the bed in a panic, only to find that John is sat bolt upright, staring at me. He had been awake the whole time and witnessed it. It wasn't like a muscle spasm, but one long, fast, fluid movement where I'm pulled at such speed and my knees hit the floor with a huge bang and bruised up for weeks. We can never find an explanation for it. Holy shit, that's creepy. That is creepy. That's probably not her great-grandma. I was going to say, that doesn't sound like an old lady. Holy shit. It makes me wonder if the old lady or her grandma's there protecting her from something, mm -hmm. something else. Creepy. Astrophys <laughs> Astrophysics degree here. I was a student at the time, always a skeptic. I believed there was life out there somewhere, but I always laughed at people who claimed to have seen UFOs. My main thing was telling them, in this day and age, you had many ways to record it and you didn't. Well, one night I was babysitting my then 10-year-old brother. I went out for a smoke on the balcony. I was on the phone talking to my friend Leslie. I look up and see this giant black triangle in the sky. I mean, it was huge, like a third of the visible sky huge. <laughs> it was hovering and moving slowly, no sound. Then it took off in a split second. Why didn't I film this? <laughs> As I was talking on the phone to Leslie, I saw that thing. My jaw, along with my phone, dropped to the floor. I didn't move. I couldn't move. I was completely stunned. Since I discussed this many times on here, and there's usually someone posting photos of military craft, no, it wasn't military, nor was it that small. I've researched it. I've read stories. I've looked at photos, and I'm still not sure what to think. I wasn't drunk or high, and my brother saw it, too. I can honestly say this experience changed the way I looked at my studies, the sky, the world, and most importantly, it changed me. Sounds like you needed it. Yeah. Oh, no. What? It says, sorry about the enormous post. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> my house is haunted and my family is aware of this and has acknowledged it for a while. Before they did, though, I was the one with the most experiences with the ghosts in our house. My dad, brother, and sister had almost no experiences. My mother had one solo, but she didn't admit to it for a long time. All the following experiences happened over the 10 years I've lived here. 
Prior to the first real experience, I would often hear silverware rattling in the kitchen or footsteps late at night. At first, I thought it was my dad, as he often gets up for midnight snacks. Apparently, sometimes it was, and sometimes it wasn't. My first experience, my bedroom is directly across the hall from my parents' room. My bed faces the door, so if I sit on my bed, I can see into my parents' room. They have a window directly opposite my door. One night, I think the first or second year we lived here, I wake up and I see a very tall male figure standing in their doorway, outlined by the light from the window. I was freaked the fuck out, and as little kids will do, I hid under the covers for a while. Peeked out, he was still, must be, he was still there, so I hid again. Eventually, I dozed off, woke up a little later, and he was gone. The next morning, I woke up right away, wondering what the fuck happened. I went through your general debunking shit. No, we were not robbed. No, it was not my dad standing in the door, etc. Honestly, he wasn't even tall enough to be that figure, but I asked anyway. Scared the shit out of me, and my parents didn't believe me for a long time. Another, I was standing in the kitchen, which has a largest window that looks out onto the backyard. It was fairly late at night, and everyone else was in or getting ready for bed. I was warming up a hot pack to keep my feet warm, and I happened to look out into the dark. I could see a man wearing a white shirt walking across the backyard. I freaked and dragged my dad into the kitchen. He ended up checking the backyard thoroughly and found nothing. He also pointed out that our dogs, we had three of them, would have been barking if someone was in our backyard. My parents have the master bedroom, and I like their shower better than the one down the hall, so I shower in there. As you walk out of the bathroom towards the hallway, there is a closet on the left side, same wall as the bathroom. I walk out after a shower in my towel, and I fucking see this tall man in a white shirt leaning out of my parents' closet looking at me. Out of all the experiences I had, this one is the one I was the most frightened by. I screamed and bolted past him into my bedroom. My parents came to see what I was screaming about. We have centipedes a lot. They thought it was a centipede. (laughs) And found me shaking in my towel on my bed. They checked the house and their room. Once again, they found nothing. Sometime after this experience, my mom told me about hers. She woke up early one morning and was laying in bed, trying to wake up a little more when she sees the outline of the chest of the head of a tall man walk past her bedroom. Now, my parents' bedroom window is really high off the ground. I'm 5'6", and I can barely stand on tiptoes peek and peek over the windowsill. So to see that much of someone through her window, they would have had had to be insanely tall or floating. Now, the tall man is the ghost that has been actually seen the most. There are two others, a woman and a little girl. No one has actually seen the woman, aside from a friend of ours who claims to see spirits. The woman seems like she's actually a nice ghost. She'll walk up behind you in the kitchen and touch your shoulder or back or elbow, just a gentle little touch. And when you turn around expecting someone to be there, there isn't. She'll come up and lean on the back of the computer chair, which is one of the rolling ones that reclines a little. You'll feel it lean back, and when you look, no one is there. Her leaning on the chair has happened to my mom, dad, and myself. After I got my laptop, I put it at the end of the dining room table with my back to the wall. This means no one can sneak up on me while I'm editing, since I can see the entire room from where I sit. 
including the entrance to the kitchen from the hallway. For a while after I got my laptop, I would stay up very late, just piddling around online. My little brother liked to get up and come see what I was doing quite often. After a while, I no longer bothered to look up when I saw him come in out of the corner of my eye. One night, I saw him come in, walk in to stand slightly behind me, and I felt him put his hand on my shoulder. I could even feel the warmth from his hand. I figured he wanted something, so I took my earbuds out and turned. I'm sure you can guess by now that no one was there. As for the little girl, I'm the only one who has seen her and then only two or three times. She seems shy and a little mischievous. As I said, I can see the entrance from the hallway to the kitchen from where I have my laptop, and I've seen her crouched in the hallway watching me twice. Both times, as soon as I make eye contact, she runs away down the hall and vanishes. Once I saw her crouched on the other side of the screen door to the garage. A few others. My entire family was in my parents' room, and we all heard a chair being moved in the kitchen. We did not have any pets or anyone else in the house. The chairs do not roll. We have to pull them across the floor, and they make a noise we are all familiar with. After this happened, my mom admitted her experience to everyone. This year, my brother was home alone and had a fan set up in the kitchen doorway to blow cold air down the hall since our AC is in the kitchen. He says he walked out to the kitchen to make mac and cheese and the fan had been moved to a point to point a different direction. He replaced it, put the noodles on the stove to boil and went back to his room. Later, he walked out again and the fan had been moved again. He was pretty freaked out. Apart from the chair thing, he's never really had any experiences with our ghosts. When I was around 15 or 16, I came to the conclusion that our ghosts are benign and not dangerous, so I haven't been scared of them in a while. I still want explanations as to why our house is haunted, what ghosts are, etc., but I guess I will have to wait for those. Yeah, there's just certain things we're not supposed to know. Yeah. Not yet, anyway. Exactly. Me and my friends were hanging out in his basement, and he had, like, one of those rolling closet things you'd see at a hotel to move your luggage. There were four empty coat hangers on it, and he actually made a joke about the about the thing, saying his mom won't throw it out, and that the coat hangers haven't been touched in years. Literally two minutes later, one of the empty coat hangers did a perfect spin around the thing, huh. as if someone pushed it trying to get it to do a perfect flip to flip over the rack. We were the only ones home, windows closed, no wind or anything. He literally ran upstairs to his room and told me scary shit always happens in his basement and he keeps trying to convince his parents to move out because the basement scares him. He's 21. <laughs> and this is my last one. My family and I moved into this older rental house. I absolutely hated it, but we were poor and my opinion doesn't matter. Every night, I'd come home from work, and the windows in the room my little sister and I shared would be wide open. It was in the middle of winter, and I couldn't figure out why my family kept opening the windows. After a week of coming home to those windows open, I asked around the house to find out who'd left the windows open and get them to stop. But after asking everyone, nobody had even gone down to the bedroom in the basement where I slept. That night, I had a dream about what I believe to have been the spirit in the house. He looked like the lead singer of Disturbed, but a thinner frame and shorter. He wore all black and had a black trench coat on. 
In my dream, I asked him if he kept opening the windows. He told me yes, and when I asked why, he told me it was because he hated me. Oh. My little sister said she dreamed about that guy and even saw him in the house. There were times I could feel someone staring at me while I slept. It got to the point where I couldn't sleep. I could hear a man's voice in my head telling me to cut myself or kill myself. Oh, my God. If I was with my boyfriend, it would tell me it was waiting for me. My dad would try to cleanse the house, but the thing would follow me everywhere. I was never alone. One night when I was having some snuggle time with my significant other, I saw its face and I screamed. My significant other didn't see anything. All through this time, even if the street lights were on, the whole entire block would seem black. Everything continued until we moved six months later. Weird. Ghost with a grudge. Yeah. Alright, I have some paranormal tales that people cannot explain. We may have done these, I don't know. First one, growing up, people always told me that they saw a different me at places in town when I hadn't been there. When I was in high school, I took vocational classes at secondary school called the Skill Center. One day I was waiting for the bus to leave the Skill Center after my broadcasting class, and a teacher I'd never met ran up to me and said, uh, Zushiba, I'm assuming that's their name, uh, you need to come back to class. I didn't know her and had never been in her class. According to her, I had been missing for, missing for several of the last few sessions. I tried to explain, but she seemed to know who I was, so she took me to the office thinking I was trying to ditch class. In the office, I told the clerk my name, and sure enough, I was in that broadcasting class. I was registered under my stepdad's name. I do go by it sometimes, but it's a relatively unique name, so it's not like there would be any... A random person that looks just like me in her class and had the same name. Turns out I had been in her class for the entire semester until I mysteriously stopped showing up. I had turned in work and everything and even had my goddamn signature on it. That is weird. Yeah. They have a total doc doppelganger. Next one, I was about 19 and my grandmother had died less than a month prior. My family was having a gathering unrelated to her passing. I couldn't sleep, so I stayed up late watching old Nick at Night reruns on their old TV. I drifted off on the couch around 2 a.m., partially wrapped in a rough green and brown handmade blanket. I woke up around 3 or 4, feeling cold and groggy. I looked up and saw my grandmother. Go, go upstairs and sleep in a proper bed, she said. Get moving. I picked up my blanket and dragged it behind me up the steep stairs. She looked better than when I had last seen her alive, but equally as insistent and daunting. I didn't dare refuse. This was the kind of thing she would do regularly before she passed, so it didn't occur to me until the next morning that she was in fact still dead. Oh my gosh. That's creepy. Mm -hmm. Next one, I know it sounds like bullshit, but this dog man-like thing used to sit in a clearing past our driveway. I often snuck out of the house to smoke at night and stay up late. Uh, standard rebel emo teenager shit. Hmm. We lived in the middle of a highway. There was no towns for miles both ways. Our only light was a massive searchlight right past our garage. Being on a huge property meant that about anything from coyotes to panthers could roll out of the woods like it was nothing. But I was used to it. What I wasn't used to was the thing that would sit out in the clearing from time to time, especially in the winter. It would just sit under the searchlight with its legs straight out, holding its tail and picking at the ground. 
At first, I thought we just had wolves or coyotes on roids. But eventually, I made the stupid white man in a horror film decision to step out to whistle at it. I learned my lesson when it scrambled to its bipedal feet and stared straight at me before hopping the chain link fence and running out onto the deserted highway. It came back every few weeks or so in the early morning or late at night, usually sitting in that clearing, digging at the crawfish holes or squatting at the end of the gravel driveway. I'd say fuck it and just go smoke in our laundry room those nights. I moved away years later and often wonder if it's still there. I still have dreams in a way, in the way that it stared at me. Nobody I ever told believed me, but the dog and I know what we saw at night after night. What the hell is it with these things that are on two legs that shouldn't be? I don't know, but it's totally creepy. And again, if I actually saw that, I wouldn't know whether to laugh or cry or scream or because it would know. be so surreal just to see something stand up. I would that's just, not... <laughs> I would run back into the house and lock Never everything, come out. <laughs> and I would just keep looking out the window. Yeah. I just yeah, I probably would do the same thing, and I'd probably call you. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be like, "What the fuck do I do?" Or tell me a month later. <laughs> I do have a habit of that, don't I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, next one. My best friend. Like, oh, I forgot to oh. tell you. <laughs> yeah. You'd be like, what the fuck? I know. You saw a thing walking around. On- I don't think I would wait a month on no, that I one. Think so. That'd be creepy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next one. I'd be like, Brandy, I'm moving in with you. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> I live in more of a rural area than you do. Yeah, but you wouldn't have some weird thing outside your house. I hope not it followed you. (gasps) Then you can have it. No! (laughs) You'll be like, ooh, I like this place better. (laughs) Okay, next one. Are you sure? Are you sure? (laughs) Okay, go ahead. Okay. My best friend and I found a store that didn't exist. It was full of pagan-like items like candles, books, and zodiac necklaces. It was downtown in our small city. We were both familiar with the area and had never seen the store before. We didn't end up buying anything because we were a couple of broke teenagers, but we did agree that we were going to return when we had more money. Except that when we did have more money, maybe two weeks later, that store was gone. It wasn't that the owner had closed up and left an empty space behind. The doorway no longer existed. (gasps) It hadn't been freshly bricked over or anything. It just wasn't there. Oh, my god! So weird. I want to go to that store. I know. Like, why did they go in there if when they were coming back, it wasn't there anymore? Like, what was the point? Were they supposed to buy something? I don't know. Weird. I was at Butterfly Beach in Montecito, California. It was a late night, and I was walking with my girlfriend at the time. We looked at the beach from the elevated walkway and noticed noticed a small black humanoid creature about four feet tall with a massive spherical head, maybe two or three feet in diameter. The moon caught it just right and it reflected on its head. My girlfriend screamed and the thing jumped into the ocean and swam away. It was just hanging out on the beach and watching the moonlight. Nothing I have Googled has explained this thing we saw. So weird. That's weird. Did it live in the ocean? It or... sounds like it. Yeah. It just jumped. Just in the another ocean. reason not to exactly. go to the ocean. Exactly. 
Next, um, next one. One night when I was a teenager, I was up late reading a library book before bed. It was something really boring that I had checked out for a history project. I was tired and couldn't keep my eyes open, so I fell asleep with it on my bed. Then this sleep paralysis thing happened, and I watched a shadowy figure of a man walk into my room, look around, pick up a few knickknacks, and put them back down. It was so terrifying, my entire body was screaming for me to move, but it couldn't. Not even my fingers. I finally got enough courage to look at that man, but he didn't come into focus for some reason. He was just a shadow, like he wasn't fully there. He came up to my side of the bed and stood over me, looking down at me for what felt like forever. I was so terrified, but I couldn't move a muscle. Then he reached down, grabbed my library book, and turned, walking out of my room. <laughs> he stole the library book? How rude. The next morning, I couldn't find my book. I never found it, ever, even after tearing my room apart and the house apart for it. My mom said I w it was coping, a coping dream for losing the book, but I distinctly remember falling asleep reading it that night. I had even sent a text to my boyfriend that night saying that I wish I had chosen a different book because this one was putting me to sleep. Ew. Why did he want the Why book? Why would he take the book? That's just rude. That is so weird. Now they have to pay the library fine. They do. They have to pay for the whole book. Go around stealing books. Rude. Yeah. Next one, my childhood friend encountered a textbook doppelganger. He was about 15 and home alone over a long weekend while his parents were traveling. But on Saturday night around 7 or 8 he, uh, p.m., he was in his bedroom upstairs when he suddenly heard his mom call his name to come to dinner. He popped his head out of his room, confused as fuck, but no one was there. So he called back down, Mom, are you home already? There was a long beat, but then after a few seconds, his mom walked slowly around the corner, coming from where the kitchen was, and looked straight up at him. <laughs> she just smiled and then walked back where she came from. My friend had frozen, was frozen in place for a moment, but then again, he heard her call his name to come get dinner. He said the only reason he didn't just walk down those stairs to see what was going on and why she was home so early was because he thought it was strange that she didn't talk or utter a single word when she appeared. Like, why did she just smile at him and then walk away? That just didn't sit right. And the fact that he never saw her mouth open. He could hear her and he could see her both plain as day, but never at the same time. And that smallest of details is why he chose instead to slam his door shut, lock it, and call his mom. She answered immediately and was still several states over, hundreds of miles away. Oh, they ended up calling the police for fear of an intruder or something, but they never found anyone in the house. It was all locked up with the security system on and everything. He did not sleep there alone anymore after that. Hell no. Hell no. Fuck. That is fucking creepy. And what would have happened if he went down there? Uh, like, who knows? Uh, no. 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 Next one, my grandmother was a Cajun voodoo, voodoo black witch. Physically, she was not a big woman, maybe five feet tall and 100 pounds. At her funeral, they had four men carry her casket from the funeral home to the hearse. At the church, it took six to get her out. It took eight to get her into the cemetery and she got heavier and heavier the closer we got to the cemetery. It took a total of 10 men to get her into her actual grave. When we returned to her house after where the rest of the family was, me and my uncle went to the kitchen. 
It was hot, like opening an oven hot. But it was mid-February, and the house was in the country with no electricity. Inside the kitchen, we both saw my grandma, who we had just buried, holding hands with four other women. I didn't know them, but my uncle recognized a couple. One was his grandmother's sister, and one was his grandmother's mom, both of whom were dead. I have not been back in that house since. That was close to 30 years ago. That's What's the deal about it getting heavier as it got She through? didn't want to go. I apparently not. That's kind of creepy. My first year of university, a girl I lived with had her friend over one night. He'd been shooting footage on London Bridge at 3 a.m. to get some shots of an abandon, of it abandoned at night. He was really riled up about something and insisted we watch his footage and listen closely. Around the one-minute mark, I heard a low, deep, menacing voice slowly whisper, As you walk the devil's path, death. There was something unintelligible in the middle, but it felt so final and evil. He turned to us and asked what we heard. When we answered, his face went white. He and everyone else he'd showed heard the same thing. He hadn't heard the voice when he was on the bridge, only when he was working on the audio. Creepy. I got chills on that one. Yeah. Uh, I've lived in the I've lived out in the middle of nowhere for about 10 years. I'm a night owl who likes to smoke outside, so I've seen some strange things. But one thing I saw that that gave me chills and thoroughly baffled me was a black oblong sh- object, I uh, think a cylinder or thermos, floating through the sky. It was darker than the night sky behind it, utterly silent, and maybe I'm misremembering, but I recall the night being completely silent too. No crickets, no cicadas, just silence. This was in the middle of summer, so that was strange. I told my family, and they just shrugged their shoulders. <laughs> well, I mean, what else do you yeah. do? Okay. <laughs> I didn't don't, see it. Don't go out at night. I yeah. don't know. Several years ago, some friends and I were driving through one of the millions of small towns around the North-South Carolina border in the mountains. It was well after midnight. My friend looked behind us and saw a pair of headlights coming up on us fast, like easily 60, 70 miles per hour when the speed limit was speed limit was 25 or so. They showed no signs of stopping, so my friend pulled over to let the car pass. What passed us was two lights, just lights, far too bright to be fireflies or any luminescent creature, as bright as headlights, if not brighter, not attached to anything, no car, nothing, just two lights booking it down the road. (laughs) What the fuck is that? A ghost car? Weird. My cousin Mike and I live less than two miles apart. My dad passed away over six years ago, and I now live in his house. One day, about a year after dad's passing, Mike started a fire in the wood furnace in the basement and went to bed. The what happened story I tell everyone is this. I was coming home from an equipment sale across the state, stopped to see a late movie, hit a bar for a few soft drinks, then had a meal at a 24-hour diner. On my way home about 3 a.m., I passed by Mike's place and saw fire coming out of the chimney and smoke coming out from the basement door. I called 911 and ran into the house yelling for them to get up. Mike and I went downstairs and found the area at the base of the chimney burning. We put it out and the fire department put out the chimney fire. There was no real smoke damage upstairs and the house needed minimal repairs. 
A few more minutes, though, and the fire would have burned up into the kitchen. The truth of what happened was this. I got home about 10.30 and went to bed. Some of this I am not clear on. I'm not sure if I dreamt it or if it was some sort of apparition. Close to 3 a.m., Dad opened the door to my room, turned on the light, and said, Get up. You have to go help at Gary's. I remember saying, In the morning? He said in his most authoritative voice, No, right now. I sat bolt upright in bed. My room door was open and the hallway light was on. I tried to dismiss it as imagination, but I knew I had turned off that light and shut my door. I realized with an adrenaline rush that, and my lingering doubts, I would not get back to sleep. So for a peace of mind, I decided to get dressed and drive over to check on Mike's place. That's when I spotted the chimney fire. Ooh, I got chills. I did too. Ooh. That was totally creepy. Next one, as an officer on a reservation, we kept getting reports of a tall man at different places in town. One night we caught him on our thermal camera. There were about 10 officers there. It was a tall, about eight to nine feet with long dark hair and a human looking face. It stood on a hill overlooking the town below, but moved really quickly. Ooh. That was it. Fuck? That's creepy. Ooh. Next one, when my youngest son was about three years old, we were eating out in out in town, and he got a bit restless. I decided to take him for a walk, and as I held the door open, he got away from me and made a break for it. He bolted into an adjacent site, which had ruined, which had a ruined chapel with info boards for tourists. I found him staring up at the chapel ruins. What are you doing, mate? I asked. He replied, a long time ago, I got married here. Then a switch flicked, and he was off running again. Shook me to my core. Mm. Creepy. Next one, it was about 10 p.m., and my wife had just gotten home. I was taking the trash to the dumpster in the alley behind our complex. It's a very short distance from my door to the dumpster, and there was nothing to obstruct my view, so it was easy to see my wife open the gate and head up to the walkway toward our apartment. I waved at her and have no idea how she didn't see me. As I walked up, I saw the door to our apartment open. Of course, I just assumed she opened it, but it was dark, so I didn't actually see her do it. Then I saw her kind of lean in and heard her call my name, but she would not physically walk into the apartment. Confused, I came up behind her and said hi. She became frantic, asking me, how the fuck did you do that? How did you get back outside? I told her I'd been there for the whole time, and she interrupted me and said, no, you opened the door for me. She said she saw me walk upstairs and called after me, but I silently turned to look at her and continued walking. I searched the apartment for the other person, but found nothing. We moved about six months later to a house we live in now. One day shortly after we moved, my wife thought she saw me walk past the windows that looked into the backyard from the kitchen, but it wasn't me. She said it looked just like me and that it walked all the way around the house. It disappeared, and then she realized I was in the bedroom the whole time. Yeah, what the fuck? Creepy. I wonder if she's the only one that sees him. I don't know. Oh, that's creepy. Next one, maybe three years ago, I was working on a commercial fishing vessel in Casco Bay, Maine. It was dark out, maybe 10 at night. We had a small fleet going, just a few boats chasing fish around all day, but no luck. We decided to head home and try again tomorrow, but about 20 minutes after we parted ways from the other boat, 
We got a call telling us that there was a UFO about 15 feet above their boat. Uh, they asked if we still had visual on his vessel, but we did not. Before we got any more information, the radio suddenly cut out. There was only static when he tried to talk. We just brushed it off, thinking he was playing some weird prank. A minute later, a lit cigarette and a walk out of, and walked out of the deck. That's when it happened. About fifteen, about ten to fifteen feet above my head was a friggin' UFO about the size of a car. Oh my god! There were three very bright lights in triangle form on the bottom of the craft, but the light did not appear on the water or the deck. I was in shock and disbelief. I called my captain, and we watched in horror as we realized the ship was mimicking the motion of our boat bobbing up and down as our boat did on the waves. Suddenly, the boat stopped moving. We fell to the deck, and when we looked back up, the craft was nowhere to be seen. We assumed we hit an under underwater ledge or rocks or something. There was no other way out. Uh, according to our sonar, though, the area was about 60 feet deep. There was no way we hit anything. To this day, I have no clue what we saw that night. It's a UFO. I'll tell you what, if I ever saw one, I would run the other way. Yeah, I would I would freak out. Well, people talk about radiation. Yeah. When they, I don't want nothing to do with that. No. I don't want missing time. Mm -hmm. I don't want, no. It's all scary. I don't want to see it. Next one, I was working really late when I decided to take a break and take my dog out. I let them off the leash and popped a squat on the stairs. She does... As she does with her weird little poop ritual, she stops dead in her tracks about 20 feet in front of a tree. It, I was about another 30 feet behind her, but I could still see her hackles come up and her body was completely rigid. I softly called her name, but I didn't, it didn't break her trance. As I started getting closer to her, I noticed a change in the ever-present ringing in my ear. It's important to know that I suffer from some disease, so I have constant tinnitus, earfulness, hearing loss, and debilitating vertigo attacks. I used to have vertigo. I haven't had an, an attack in over a decade. Remember this. Anyway, the ringing in my ears changed pitch, and it became a lot louder. Another few steps, and I start to feel weird sensation behind my left eyeball. I took another few steps, and a piercing pain shot through the left side of my head. This was a telltale sign that within the next 90 seconds, I was going to start my first vertigo attack in nearly 11 years. I used a more stern tone, but my dog would not break her focus. She let out a deep guttural growl I'd never heard her make before. Like clockwork, the pain behind my left eye and left side of my head abruptly ended, and I was hit with a wave of heavy vertigo. It, I hooked on my dog's leash and stood up. When I did, the vertigo gave off the sensation that my brain had detected from the base of my spine and was doing free-form backflips in my skull. I had to fight to stay upright and keep my eyes from rolling back, so I had enough perceived balance to make it back upstairs. To do this, I focused on a tree that my dog had been so upset about, and that's when the thing decided to step out from behind it and into our view. It was tall, taller than me, and I'm 6'7". It was unimaginably skinny, so much so that I couldn't believe organs could fit inside its torso. Along with its odd stature, this thing's skin was a deep pitch black. Due to the color and the weird way it played with the, the poor lighting, it was impossible to make out any discernible fa facial or body features. 
From that impression alone, the only description I could muster up is that it looked like a poorly drawn 2D stick man that busted off a page. My dog and I just stared at this thing as it looked back at us, maybe six feet away. Then the thing turned around and took off down the street, running at an astounding speed. It moved oddly enough like it was gliding, almost with a cross-country skier, almost like a cross-country... <laughs> almost what a co- cross-country skier <laughs> might look like, but even smoother and completely silent. I got through that whole story, almost. <laughs> it covered half a block in a matter of seconds before jumping over a six-foot fence in a single leap and vanishing into the night. A second after it vanished, my vertigo stopped, and the tinnitus went down, and I was mostly fine again. I don't know if my sudden vertigo attack was related to what I saw that night, but it certainly feels that way. Vertigo attacks are associated with my disease, and they tend to last an hour at their shortest, and 24 hours at their longest. My attacks always average from 12 to 6 hour, 12 to 16 hours. This attack less, lasted less than two minutes. That's weird. That's weird and creepy. What the fuck did he see? Yeah. Ooh. It's like a Slender Man, kind of. Almost, yeah. Creepy. My dad owned rental houses. Back in the 90s, my girlfriend and I would go in after a renter left and rehab them. There was one particular house that he had purchased years ago with the renter already in it. When they passed away, we went in and started in the bedrooms, first painting, then cutting out the carpets. We noticed we kept losing our carpet cutters, but assumed we'd accidentally rolled them up in the carpets, so we got fluorescent orange cutters we couldn't miss. Nope, still went missing. Whatever, we kept going. We pulled the living room carpet up, and there were several large stains that looked exactly like dried blood, soaked into the core underfloor. Okay, it could have been anything. Maybe someone butchered a chicken in the living room. Who knows? But then, as I was painting the living room wall, a human-shaped shadow coasted across it. Like someone was walking around the house, um, maybe a meter reader. I ran outside looking up and down the street, but no one was there. No one. We finished in a big hurry and got paid. My dad called later and asked what we used to clean it because the house was full of flies. We went back and washed every flat surface with bleach and water. Next day, it was full of flies again. It's a house built on a concrete slab, so there's no crawl space. He decided they must be getting in through the crack in the slab, so he filled all the cracks with silica. Nope, still flies. I vacuumed up hundreds of dead flies by the end of this. My father is a strong man, but he's no fool. He doesn't believe in the supernatural, but he sold that cursed home immediately. (laughs) I don't believe it, but just in case. Yeah, we don't want flies. (laughs) Next one, my family has seen UFOs at our old family fishing spot for nearly 100 years now. Along the southwest coast of Western Australia, they'd see weird balls of purple and green light that sped around at night, hovering and descending into the ocean. Apparently, my great-great-grandfather used to talk about how people were driving them around the sky back in the 1920s. I think it might have been a phenomenon similar to plasma balls, but... Uh, that have been observed elsewhere in the world. Still neat, though. Weird. Mm-hmm. Next one in the 80s, a teenage girl ran away from home and was killed in a freak accident in my hometown. We heard stories for years about people seeing her. She died riding her bike and wearing a baseball cap. One night I was coming home really late and was stopped at a red light all by myself. 
I saw something out of the corner of my eye, so I turned to look. There she was, on her bike, baseball cap and all, staring at me. I looked forward for a millisecond, and by the time I looked over again, she was gone. Hmm. Next one, when I was 11 years old, I saw a UFO. I will swear on this till the day I die. It was around 9, 9.30 at night, and it was springtime. I was wide awake, completely sober, not on any meds. I looked out the window, and in between my house and the neighbor's house were a bunch of trees. Well, on the ground in this wooded area was a UFO, except the physical surroundings of it were unaffected. Not a single tree was crushed. This UFO sat there for about 10 minutes and slowly took off into the air. It just went around in circles as it got higher, and as it got higher, the circles got wider. This lasted another five minutes or so until it vanished. Hmm. That's my last one. My friend G and I were traveling back from Winnipeg to the Manitoba, to Manitoba, Canada. The trip there took about six hours as usual. I've done this trip numerous times as it's my hometown. On the way back, the first three and a half hours went by normally. I was driving the speed limit most of the time as it was icy and snowy. So we came up to a turnoff at about 4 p.m. At this point, the conditions were ideal. The sun was just about at horizon and the sky was beautiful. This is where things got fucking strange. After 20 minutes on the highway, a red van overtook us right before a sharp bend. When we came around the bend, the van had vanished. Despite it being long straight highway here, I thought it was weird, but I didn't pay any mind. The drive on this particular highway was supposed to be an hour long. Another 45 minutes of driving, my friend G said, have you noticed there hasn't been any road signage? I hadn't, but there hadn't been at all. No signs indicating when there was a turn coming up or how far we were from nearby towns. At this point, I noticed the sun hadn't moved an inch in the sky and we hadn't seen another vehicle in a while. Unnerved, I sped up. I started having this overwhelming feeling that something was wrong. Then I noticed the scenery. It was all wrong. The trees were the same height and density packed together. This highway normally had sparse trees, tree lines and small ponds and marshlands along it. We'd been on this highway for two hours now. The sun still hadn't moved and there were still no road signs. There was no traffic and we were not where we should have been. Out of nowhere, the sun set unnaturally fast in about a couple of minutes. We were enveloped in darkness of a starless night without a moon. Just when this ominous, oppressive feeling started feeling unbearable, we came to the turnoff out of nowhere. Three hours we were stuck on that fucking highway that takes barely over an hour to travel. But it didn't end there. Just when I thought we were returning to normal, I glanced in the rearview mirror, thinking that for the first time in three hours I'd seen headlights. I was wrong. In the back seat, sitting directly behind me, was a black human silhouette with yellow glowing eyes. G and I both saw it. We couldn't believe what we were experiencing. The next hour and a half were terrifying and mostly set in silence. We finally pulled in shortly before midnight and I noticed our gas meter barely moved. We are totally lost on an explanation of what happened. So let me get this straight. <laughs> they see this black thing with just, yellow eyes in the back seat and they stay with it for an hour and keep, a half. They just keep driving. Um, who? It's in the back seat. Hello. <laughs> I know, right? You pull that shit over. And you run and screaming you... out of the car. 
<laughs> get out, open the back door and say, get the fuck out of my car. Oh my gosh, but you know if they would have done that. on the side of the road. They would have opened the back door and nothing would have been there. You know. Creepy. Fuck no. <laughs> no. I know, when I first read that, I was like, what? Hour and a half later? What? There is no way. No! No way I could drive a car for an hour and a half with something sitting behind me. There's, okay, there's no way I could do that, but even more so, I would not be able to sit in the fucking passenger seat oh. with nothing to fucking actually focus on except the thing behind me. No, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, no. And silent? I wouldn't be silent. <laughs> no. Like, what the fuck? Get out! Get out! Get out! <laughs> oh my God. That's normal. <laughs> Is this tearing? Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's time for the witty wrap up. Yay, witty wrap up. I bet you can't guess what I'm going to do. <laughs> I bet it's funny tweets. <laughs> okay. Let's see. My kid went to a birthday party today and asked if she could bring me home a piece of cake because my mom really just loves cake. And I don't know, guys, I think this is my proudest parenting moment to date. <laughs> she brought me cake. Yes, bring me cake. <laughs> my car was making annoying squeaky noises. It stopped once I dropped off the kids. <laughs> <laughs> people with babies. I don't see why people stop traveling when they have kids. You can just strap the baby in and go hiking. Grab a stroller, fly to Europe. It's really all in your mindset. That's right. Those people a year lady, later with a toddler. It only took us 23 minutes to get down the stairs this morning. <laughs> so true. <laughs> What's the big deal? You just don't realize how much a little one changes. Oh, my gosh. Did my grocery shopping with a world's greatest mom balloon clipped to my cart. I wasn't buying it. I just wanted everyone to know. <laughs> It's the last month of school. Here are 97 activities in the middle of the day parents need to attend <laughs> elementary schools. <laughs> yeah. I just found out my daughter has me saved in her phone as nine-month hotel. What? What does that mean? They lived in her belly for nine months? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nine-month hotel. Is that all I am to you, really? That's hilarious. <laughs> I once waited for my mom to pick me up from work for an entire hour. My teen texted three times and called once when I didn't pick her up at 4.30. I picked her up at 4.32. <laughs> oh, it's so different nowadays. Oh, yeah. Seven-year-old. Dad, why don't you grow a beard? Husband, your mom wouldn't like it if I did. Seven-year-old. Oh, would she be jealous because she can't grow one? <laughs> she probably can. <laughs> we have to hide that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Love it when in-laws give advice on how to raise a future adult. Ma'am, I knew your son when he was 19. You might want to sit this one out. <laughs> Daughter told me a boy asked her out in school. Me, what did you say? 
Eight-year-old, I said I can speak three languages and was the lead in my camp's play. What can he offer me? Fuck yes. <laughs> my five-year-old was pretty pissed when he learned that his water shoes weren't for walking on the water, but oh. in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that would be so disappointing. <laughs> Damn it. Like, Fuck yeah, I want some water shoes. Oh <laughs> <Hell> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just signed my kids up for summer day camp. So if anyone is looking for spare orgat or. Oh my. Oh, no. Let me try that again. Just signed my kids up for summer day camp. So if anyone is looking for spare organs, I'm looking to sell a couple. <laughs> I like the orgasms better. <laughs> What's on my mind? I don't know. <laughs> when I was nine months pregnant with my son, my mom and I were on the side of the road struggling with a flat. A car with four men stopped, not to help, but to ask for directions to a lo- local golf course. <laughs> my mom sent them 15 miles in the wrong direction. <laughs> She's the legend who shaped me. Fuck yes. <laughs> What a bunch of assholes. Seriously. Oh, my God. She's the best. (laughs) Oh, you want to go 20 miles that way. (laughs) Right where you came from. Motherfuckers. (laughs) One of my kids ate all of my Russell Stover sugar-free chocolates. In about 30 minutes, one of my kids will learn an extremely valuable lesson. (laughs) Oh, hell yes, they will. Yeah. Aw. Never underestimate how annoying it can be to have your kid constantly repeat a made-up word. Oh, I'll tell you what's annoying is when your daughter makes up freaking songs about, like, Barbie dolls, and you're trying to go to sleep, and it's stuck in your head. (laughs) That happened to me. She would make up songs, and they would get stuck in my head. They were all so catchy. When I call my daughter beautiful, I also call her strong and smart and brave and kind because I don't want her growing up thinking looks are everything. But I also want to convey that she is, in fact, beautiful. No, I don't have anxiety about raising my daughter. Why do you ask? (laughs) Parenting little kids is mostly saying, please eat or do not put that in your mouth. (laughs) Yeah. My mother-in-law would like to know why her son won't be spending all of Mother's Day with her. I would be grateful if someone could explain it to her while I'm putting her grandkids to sleep. Uh, she shouldn't need explained. Yeah. Why would you want, when your child's an adult, why would you want them to spend all day with you anyway? That's a clingy freaking mother mm-hmm. who has issues being alone, it sounds like. My kid just told me she wants to change her name to Olive, and on one hand, it's like, yes, honey, choose your own name, but on the other hand, how do I tell her that Olive is the Katie of 2022? (laughs) Is that true? I don't know. Lots of kids named Olive? Not that I know of, but I don't know. We don't have any little kids, though. Yeah. A kid in my daughter's class tore up these squishy animal fidgets that she has, and instead of making him pay for them she wants him to make amends by saying a few words at their funeral oh my god my daughter just informed me that after she showers she only dries her eyes she just puts clothes on her wet body and goes on with her life what the fuck (laughs) why 
You gotta get that water out of your eyes, though. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> the best part of having twins is when one project is due, there are actually two. Oh, God. I didn't think about that. Oh, gosh. Ten-year-old daughter says she wants a job like mine someday because I'm important, but not that important. <laughs> and my life story finally has a title. <laughs> Oh, my God. I think that's my life story, too. I think it's everyone's life story. <laughs> important, but not that important. <laughs> we could go on without you. <laughs> Hanging out with other parents is basically just trying to one-up each other on how tired you are. <laughs> and that so was sad. the last one. That's all I got. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Send in your stories. We need them. Podcast at gmail.com can look us up on Facebook, request to join the group, rate, review, subscribe, wherever you listen, and we will talk to you next week. Later. Bye.